0: This is John Hunter Weston for LifeSite News, and I want to just tell you that. I'm going to present some things here about Pope Francis for why we believe faithful Catholics actually have a duty before God to resist the attempts by globalists, the Vatican, even the Pope himself, to undermine defined dogma on moral questions, which is really what we deal with at LifeSite News, particularly around life and family issues. So from the very first moment of his pontificate, there was scandal. On the balcony with Pope Francis, with that tiny number of the College of Cardinals selected by the Pope to accompany him onto the balcony at his proclamation, was none other than Cardinal Daniels, a cardinal known to be dissident on abortion, having encouraged the King of Belgium to sign a pro-abortion law. He supported gay marriage and wore the rainbow stole. And if that isn't bad enough... He is the only cardinal caught on tape encouraging a victim of pedophile, incestuous sexual abuse not to report the abuse to authorities. On day three, the Pope praised the heretic cardinal Walter Casper for doing theology on the knees. He banished Cardinals Burke, Sarah, and Miller. He banished the Franciscan Friars of the Immaculate, the Order of Priests, who were responsible for offering more traditional Latin masses than any other order apart from the Fraternity of St. Peter itself. He publicly praised Italy's leading abortionist, Emma Bonino, and met with her so much that this former illegal abortionist turned politician and champion of abortion now speaks at Catholic churches. He endorsed the UN Sustainable Development Goals, number 3.7 of which promotes abortion via the UN code words of universal access to sexual and reproductive health care and services. In 2015, he invited a transgender couple to the Vatican and called the two females, one of whom had mutilated herself to appear as a man, married and happy. He referred to the mutilated woman as he that was her but is he thus surrendering the pronoun wars. Under Pope Francis, the church did a 180-degree about face on population control. Whereas Pope John Paul II called the pro-life movement to fight depopulation at the United Nations, Pope Francis made the biggest population control advocates like Jeffrey Sachs, Paul Ehrlich, and Ban Ki-moon speakers at the Vatican itself. On July 16, 2016, he called cohabitation real marriage, that had the grace of real marriage when referring to some northern Northern Argentina who felt they were monogamous in their sexual relations. He committed what can only be called idolatry with the Pachamama scandal and continued it in Canada recently with the native shaman invoking one of the four directions to open the sacred circle of spirits to join them there while Pope Francis and the attending cardinals all participated in the pagan ceremony with eyes closed and hands held reverently on their hearts. Pope Francis was asked about avoiding pregnancy in areas where Zika virus was prevalent. And he noted that contraception was not an absolute evil. Asked for clarification, the Vatican confirmed that Pope Francis was approving the use of contraceptives and condoms in grave cases. And in case that wasn't clear enough, the Pope has now permitted the so-called Pontifical Academy for Life to openly suggest a change to the Church's perennial teaching against contraception. But you know, some people might say that these are not official documents, the Church Uh, Of the church. They don't actually represent anything magisterial and they can be ignored. Well, not so fast. First, there is Amoris Letitia. And even when some tried to do mental gymnastics to interpret Amoris Letitia in an orthodox fashion, Pope Francis made the heretical interpretation, allowing for communion for divorced and remarried couples, the official interpretation. And then, in a rather little-known passage in his 2018 exhortation called Gaudete et Exultate, Pope Francis teaches the opposite of what Popes John Paul II and Benedict XVI taught regarding the preeminence of abortion as an issue of moral concern. Speaking of immigration and abortion, but of immigration, he said, and I quote, this is a quote from the exhortation Gaudete uh, et Exultate some Catholics consider it a secondary issue compared to the grave bioethical questions. He continued that a politician looking for votes might say such a thing is understandable but not a Christian. He criticized those who relativize these issues as if there are other more important matters or the only thing that counts is the one particular ethical issue or cause that they themselves defend an absolute direct attack on pro-life Catholics. And in the latest apostolic letter, Desiderio, Desideravi, that addresses Holy Communion, the Pope said that all that was needed for the reception of Holy Communion is faith. That document was released on June 29th, the very day on which The most pro-abortion U.S. so-called Catholic politician in history, Nancy Pelosi, came to the Vatican and visited with Pope Francis and received communion at a papal mass. This must be seen against the background of Pelosi's bishop, Archbishop Corleone, publicly issuing a decree noting that she must be denied Holy Communion after a decade of trying to convince her to amend her ways. The Pope openly bashed Pelosi's Archbishop, Salvatore Cordileone as as lacking a pastoral nature. So just recently, Tyler, Texas Bishop, Joseph Strickland, Kazakhstan Auxiliary Bishop, Athanasius Schneider, Dutch Bishop, Robert Mozart, and retired Texas Bishop, René Gracida have issued a Document on the apostolic letter citing it for, and I quote, contradicting the faith and quoting the Catechism of the Council of Trent, which calls the notion put forward by Pope Francis in his letter, heresy. Shall we not then join with these heroic bishops and the many learned priests, religious and laity who have begun to resist Pope Francis? In truth, if we care about the faith, if we care about the faith of our children, and truly if we care about the soul of Pope Francis, we must resist. And you know, at LifeSite we pray every single day. All of LifeSite prays every single day for the conversion of Pope Francis, for Pope Francis and Pope Benedict. Please join us in that prayer. And our position is one of love, love for Pope Francis, love for the Church, and love for for our children for whom we will resist this agenda to destroy the faith. Timothy Flanders from 1 Peter 5. One of the most common ideas among non-Catholics is that Catholics obey the Pope. That's what we do. In fact, Bishop Burbage recently in August said in his statement in the is that fidelity and loyalty to the Holy Father is who we are as Catholics. So how do you respond to this confusion? We respond simply with, We don't know. This is the most confusing thing. And again, uh, in my talk today, I said, I'm no theologian. This is insanity. This doesn't make any sense. I remember I used to do apologetics when I I was uh, younger. My my wife was was, uh, evangelical Protestant. I remember saying to her, show me one time the church has ever in her 2,000-year history changed its teaching, and I will become a Protestant it's very similar to the the statement you know if somebody wants ketchup with their fries and you say well is the pope catholic this is bizarre no one's saying that anymore because we're in the most confusing time but we're also fathers we can't help but defend the faith of our children if pope francis were a pastor in a church And he invited Father James Martin to come preach next Sunday. And he told us cohabitation is real marriage and has the grace of real marriage. And he told us that in some cases, in grave circumstances, contraceptive could be allowed. And he told us that divorced and remarried Catholics could now come and receive Holy Communion. And he told us that, well, population control really is probably needed. We would leave the parish. We wouldn't hate the pastor. We would tell our kids to pray for the pastor because the pastor needs help. That's what we have to do. We're simple. I'm no theologian, but I am a dad of eight children, and I will defend their faith. Hi everyone, this is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this video, and to see more like this, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. So check out our links in the description to read more, sign up for our newsletter, and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all of the latest life, family, and culture news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.